0: The following is a special presentation of Amateur Nation. Warning. The podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word amateurs it's amateur nation with lou santini we call attention to and call out the amateurs the people who are doing life wrong the speed bumps of life the people that are in your way every day the unintelligent obnoxious attention whoring self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness common sense manners or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Sir, yes, sir. And this is... <laughs> episode 200. Season 4's Greatest Hits. 200 total episodes. Four seasons. Season 5 happening in January of next year. I wish I could have had it so the debut of season five and 200 episodes would be simultaneous, but when I escaped California, I had a few months off for hiatus as I found new digs in my home state of Ohio. This episode will encapsulate and highlight the biggest, weirdest, most amateur topics from the beginning of season four, from episode 154 up to now. I could try ranking the topics discussed this past season, but how? in terms of weirdness, level of amateur status, shock value, communism, lack of common sense and or logic. Well, I guess it would depend on which topic affected you the most, so it's impossible. By definition, if I'm discussing something amateur nation is doing, causing, rallying behind, or whining and crying about, it's already ridiculous, weird, and defies logic and common sense. There's no way of measuring and or ranking these qualitative values. But today, I'll do my best to recap some of the biggest topics perpetuated by, wind about and forced upon the rest of Pro Nation by Amateur Nation since episode 154, the start of season four. And at the end, I'm going to give you the one word that best sums up everything Amateur Nation is all about. Can you guess it? But Lou, will you have enough material to fill an entire episode? Don't worry. I got enough. It's big. Let's get to it. Hit me! If I had to pick a region of the country that was an amateur nation unto itself, an area of the United States where amateurs reign supreme, no question that region would be the state of California where I called home from 1997 to 2020. As I've said before, California is a squandered jewel of a state. Often I'm asked, why would you move out of California back to Ohio? (laughs) Here are just some of the reasons. In no particular order, homelessness out of control. Well, mental illness and drug addiction in the streets and neighborhoods disguised and labeled as homelessness. When I moved there in 1997, and I'd say all the way through 2017 or so, it used to be, oh, there's that sweet older homeless woman I would always give a few bucks to, to literally watching BLM and Antifa rioters be delivered via buses to Los Angeles so they could riot, loot, deal drugs from tents, and set up tent cities within 100 feet of my apartment. In the morning, I would go out under the balcony of my top floor dwelling, looking out into the Hollywood Hills, and take a deep breath. <sighs> and smell the rich aroma of weed and human feces. Then to take a leisurely stroll down the sidewalk, well, well, I'd sometimes have to go into the road or someone's lawn to get around the homeless, lest I interrupt their drive-up window of drugs. No joke! As luxury and exotic cars pulled up to trade for their wares. The insane taxes. Power grid shutdowns, despite pleading with EV car owners to not charge their vehicles during peak hours. I could do four episodes on that nonsense alone. The very idea that they have racist highways... Emperor slash Governor Gavin Newsom. Tyrannical rule by this hypocritical, lying, cheating amateur who, who knows, may still have his precious state of emergency in place for COVID. COVID in California was the highest in the country, despite having the most consistently warm weather where people could go outside year-round to breathe freely and exercise. But since everyone was shut in and shut down, the longest in America, they had the most illness. Now, I mentioned as recently as episode 193, entitled Free Build Back Better Hat with every follow. Hats not in existence. This. He recently gave a speech in Texas about what California can teach the other 49. California leads the nation in crime, poverty, and homelessness. Oh, and speaking of homelessness, Newsom increased spending on the homeless issues, which, again, is really a mental health issue, by 28 times since he took office. Go on Street People of Los Angeles on Instagram for proof of that failure. He recently vetoed a bill proposed to expand mental health services at schools. And boy, if ever a state needed a mental health boost, it's California. He delayed the release of student test scores from last spring until after the midterms. I wonder why. He wants California all electric when it comes to cars by 2035, and yet very recently had to ask its citizens to not charge their cars at home and turn their AC temperatures up. Gas prices in California are $1.75 above the national average. He wanted to limit Californians to 42 gallons of indoor water use per day. I'm sure he would have abided by that rule. Fun fact, for 170 straight years, the population of California grew. In two years, Newsom reversed that trend. In fact, 260,000 taxpayers moved out in 2020 alone. He tried to make it so minors could get vaccinated without parental consent. In California, 800 schools show that 75% of students do not read at their grade level. 50,000 kids were absent on the first day of public school this year. See mandates and shutdowns model for the nation. Don't forget Newsom banning travel to red states. 23 of them, in fact. Then he went to Montana for vacation. And recently he signed a bill to punish doctors who spread COVID misinformation. It's okay. He's an idiot. More reasons I left California. Designated areas for drug addicts to do drugs. A drug playground. When all the parks are just too gross with discarded needles, it's a nice retreat for the drug-addicted scumbags. Ah, progress. Say goodbye to filthy crack houses. Now drug addicts can gather for fellowship in a tax-dollar-funded shithole. Why do they do that for? Because they're stupid, that's why. The rampant, next-level, out-in-the-open, unpunished crime. For the first time in my 24 years living there, I looked over both shoulders more than once walking my grocery cart to my car, which was a quarter of a mile from my home in Studio City, California, with an eye shot of Universal Studios in the Hollywood Hills. Not a bad area. This last one is a less tangible, but probably one of the biggest factors, and I cannot speak for all of California, but Los Angeles is simply scummy. It's a scummy city. It's amateur rich. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some good people, of course. I would never, I I never used to buy into the, well, Californians are just weird, and the words hippie and new agey and the land of fruits and nuts would come up a lot. I always judge people individually based on their actions. And while my close friends remained good people for the most part, I saw how they got blinded to what took them there to begin with. Things like a work ethic. A moral compass, common sense, and logic. And now I see that for most people, California is a place to go when you want to escape responsibility and accountability in hopes of landing a cushy job or becoming famous. Winning immunity from criticism, the ultimate benefit and goal of the Hollywood elite. That is untouchability. Yes, the houses are spectacular, the ocean and mountains are pretty, and the weather is more consistently warm. But Hollywood gets more pedophilic and child-exploiting every single day. Everyone thinks they have talent. Everyone wants fame. They want followers. I'm not exaggerating here. Most everyone is in a constant state of selfie-taking. People look past you to see who is more important and famous. The entertainment industry itself is a wasteland of remakes, prequels, and sequels. Hollywood is programming you. They want you distracted, worried, and numb. Movies now have political agendas and messages of woke electric vehicles, environment interjected into storylines for no reason. And of course, the cash cow, the racism storyline. Casting now merely fills quotas, has less to do with talent, more about filling quotas. Do we have a trans cast member, a gay cast member, black, Latinx? Asian, and if we do have a white cast member, let's make sure he or she is an ineffectual nerd who is the opposite of smart, cool, and powerful. Hollywood has entirely too much worldwide power for the people behind the scenes and in front of the camera. Ever see a movie or TV show and ask, how is this guy famous? He or she can't act. That's called being paid to tow the company line of woke crap. Many actors sold their souls to be famous, not just be working actors, to be famous, which is why many of them teeter on mental illness because their conscience is catching up to their movie slash TV slash music slash entertainment deals. And what's more, the people behind the scenes, the people funding Hollywood have dirt on them now. So they have to submit to the blackmail pressure. Now that I've left California, I'm hearing more and more stories of secret Hollywood orgies, recruiting young girls for use, and you know what that means. Meanwhile, talented comedians and actors who just can't seem to be discovered are wasting away as their bank accounts dwindle and their delusion is masked in alcohol and drugs. I wanted a better quality of life, so I left. As I said in episode 154, entitled Amateur Nation, We Don't Appreciate You. Time for a nickname change for California from the Sunshine State to the Sheep State. I don't want any of that California bullshit. Mask and Vax crap. Some highlights from this scam thrust upon the American people. Let's start with the obvious. China. China causing the virus and saving you from the virus while making money from the virus via masks, shutting down American businesses and vaccines, of course. That was and is and continues to be the greatest sting operation of all time. (coughs) Members of Congress are exempt from getting the untested gene experiment. 89% of UK COVID cases are among the fully vaxxed. Middle school students locked in rooms at school for not wearing a mask. Rampant, myocarditis, cancer, mental health issues, sudden deaths, unexplained deaths, menstrual issues, miscarriages. The list goes on and on as a result of the untested gene experiment. The corruption dis and misinformation hiding of information and backpedaling of the cdc the who and the nih (coughs) technology a big component and proponent of amateur nation and behavior is technology home delivered everything voice activated everything tracking and tracing disguised as security Some of the more shocking, stupid, and oppressive topics covered regarding intrusive and unnecessary technology include kill switches installed in new cars. The most bizarre example of unneeded tech was when I talked about Honda coming out with an all-electric car that is only in Europe right now called the Honda E, and it includes a virtual aquarium designed to help you relax while you drive. Yes, because you want to be in a relaxed state when you're driving, not having your head on a swivel and paying attention. If you buy this car and you get into an accident because you were staring at your virtual aquarium, you deserve to die. Car manufacturers tout safety, but then spend so much time distracting you and taking you and your hands and your eyes out of the driver's seat. Because once again, the car, the computer is smarter than you. Hey, do you want to get together this weekend? I can't. My car's in the shop getting its virtual aquarium fixed. As I said in episode 155, Not All Amateurs Wear Masks, people have been programmed to believe that simply because time goes by, we must always be having more futuristic things and that technology always means better and faster and easier. Case in point, how many hours a day have you saved now that we have emails, texting, and cell phones instead of landlines and snail mail? Now, I'm not saying email and text messages and cell phones aren't a help, but don't tell me I'm saving time and, what's more, that the quality of my life is better because we have these things. We've exchanged time, not saved it. Stop buying into the idea that new equals good, new equals cleaner, safer, more efficient. Remember the joy of going to a record store or even to pick out CDs or going to a video store to pick out a movie? Meeting people at the movie theater. You want everything home delivered? Virtual everything? I mean, virtual might be cool to experience once, but is it better than real life? Don't complain that you're fat, bored, depressed, and unfulfilled if your life is nothing but home delivery, voice activation, social media, and virtual entertainment and activities you checked out of society. Life is to be lived with people, love, and happiness, sadness, and fear hope, and despair, and to me, the most important thing of all, laughter. Amateurs want technology to do all the thinking for them, all the work. Ask yourself, would you want another person doing all the thinking for you, all the work? Probably not. So why would you turn thinking and working over to a thing? Answer, laziness. Lack of accountability. And in turn, the thing doing the work for you needs to monitor you, track you, trace you, and train you. You work for technology now, not the other way around. From episode 164, Oh China, duh! Don't forget about cryptocurrency. We've been programmed, and yes, I use that word exactly right, programmed to believe that using cash, even using a debit or credit card, is now horrible, slow, inconvenient, and old. But scan your phone. Think of the milliseconds you've saved. We've been programmed to think that carrying around cash, even in the form of coins, is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's old. It's been around a long time. You know why? It works. It's tangible. A man needs to hold the fruits of his or her labor. It's bad enough they tax the ever-living crap out of you. Gas, food, and construction materials, you know, the things that build America, have skyrocketed. We have limited cash in our hands as it is, and now they want to take that so that we have no evidence of our work, which makes spending easier. Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works! Teachers Gone Wild. How many Teachers Gone Wild stories did I do this calendar year? I've done Teachers Gone Wild topics about teachers stalking and preying on kids they thought might be gay in true predatory fashion, teaching communism, coming out as gay to their students in class, Verbally and physically assaulting students for not wearing masks, sexual grooming, teachers throwing chairs at students, pedophilia and associated behavior, appalling homework assignments revolving around sex of all kinds, homework topics about murder, underage drinking, suicide, and infidelity, books in the school library centered around sex and sexuality while pieces of classic literature are banned. As I mentioned in episode 180, Your Weird is Not My Normal, These teachers coming out to their underage students and saying that their elementary school children make them feel safe is their way of saying, I'm too weak to talk to an adult I trust, and I know children won't judge. And even if they do judge me, why would I care? So I'll tell them. They won't object, so it means I'm okay. And guess what? You are. There's nothing wrong with your sexuality. But if you need the approval of children to make yourself feel better about it, you're not okay with you. Coming out to elementary school kids is like coming out to your dog. From age five to college graduation, I didn't know the dating habits or personal lives of many of my teachers. I, I knew if maybe 25% of them were married or not. And that's only because the female teachers, you know, the ovary owners, had the title of Mrs. in front of their last names. That's it. I had good and bad teachers, but the best teachers still weren't my buddies or friends. The best teachers I had wore suits and or ties. They wore dresses and nice slacks. They had heels on. They had authority and ran the class. The best teachers I had made their subjects interesting because they were passionate and or knowledgeable of the subjects they were teaching. And they were also passionate about teaching. Or if I was struggling in a subject, those teachers went that extra mile to help me. But now, teaching is for anyone with a nose ring, multiple piercings, tattoos, and once three months off, plus major holidays. And they still complain. Along with the police and doctors, teachers used to be the three most trusted and respected groups of people besides my parents. Sadly, now, I'm down to only the police. Oh, and don't forget about this amateur teacher who spoke in public being ever so eloquent. (laughs) That just might be my favorite drop on this show I've ever used. As I said in episode 166, this episode is not suicidal! The American public education system is run by highly emotional, emotionally disturbed, power-hungry communists who, as I've said, simply would not be able to work in any other environment because they couldn't spew their nonsense, virtue signaling, propaganda, pronoun gibberish, and throw their weight around in any other work environment. (laughs) Sexuality and gender. I need girl talk. I'm an open-minded person when it comes to sexuality, especially having lived in L.A. for 24 years. I've seen in or been around just about everything you could see. I'm rarely shocked or offended by nudity of any kind. Words certainly don't bother me, considering my line of work. So unless it's an illegal construct, or it involves exploiting people, especially children, whatever consenting adults want to do in private is fine by me. Until you demand attention Or special privileges. But I'll also say this, when it comes to sex, sexuality, and gender discussions, amateur Nation simply doesn't know when to stick a dick in their collective mouth and shut their suck boxes. How dare you! There. That should earn my explicit content check mark. Here are some of the sexuality and gender-based topics I've discussed in season four thus far. Slut Acceptance because before, sluts just couldn't catch a break. Furries. Meow. Uh, meow. I love the fact that the woman slash furry said the word, oh, in her meow. You know, like cats do. Meow. Uh, meow. Drag shows in elementary schools. Pronoun stupidity, including insisting they be used via emails and social media. And don't forget the creation of made-up pronouns like nem and pur. Kids knowing their sexuality in the womb and should have the right to change their gender as young as age 5. I had no idea children were so smart and soulful and intuitive and in tune with their bodies. The very idea of relabeling pedophiles as minor attracted persons in an attempt to normalize pedophilia. Toxic masculinity. Until you need help moving. Major corporations getting involved with sexuality-based issues. For example, Chevrolet partnering with LGBTQ groups pushing gender identity indoctrination in schools. Do you see how a simple headline like this encompasses things like sexuality, propaganda, technology, wokeism, communism, control? While appealing to idiotic, knee-jerk, reacting millennials, it ticks all the boxes. The payoff from China and the New World Order types is such a huge monetary amount that it is inconceivable to fund that kind of initiative, to have General Motors, Chevrolet, announce that they're Getting involved in partnering with LGBTQ groups, pushing gender identity indoctrination in schools. To push that agenda, to enforce that kind of agenda that has zero to do with making cars, is a true example of the power of communism in the New World Order. What is a woman? Hey, a female Supreme Court justice doesn't even know. We only know that definition when discussing abortion or to celebrate some achievement by a woman. That's supposed to be no big deal because she's just like a man. Literally. Doesn't it sound like the conversations you would hear two stoners discussing? Dude, if a man and a woman are the same and we don't know what a woman is, why do we get excited when a woman does something special? Dude. And if a man and a woman are the same, why are there two different words for them? Whoa. Right? Don't you know about pussy? How about the fact that I've discussed 41, 41 genders and or sexual identities on this show? With more coming in all the time. Because as we all know, now, gender and sexual preferences are fluid. A nice way of saying, depending on your mood and or mental condition and or drugs you may be on. As I said in episode 168, this podcast knows what a woman is. I want to hashtag believe all women, but since I'm not a biologist, I don't know what a woman is and now I can't. And the sex-based topic that, in my opinion, draws the most ire from pronation is the grooming of children's sexuality, gay or straight. From episode 170 entitled, Okay, Groomer, this. Every day, now we're hearing about Disney doubling down on its insistence on grooming preteen kids on any and every form of sexuality. The plan is, well, if Disney says it's okay, then it must be okay. Once again, amateur nation is unable to think critically for themselves and or with common sense. Gay or straight, it's common sense to not even talk about sex to underage children. These aren't teens full of hormones and questions. They're little children, little kids, and parents who rationalize it with, well, they need to be taught that being gay is okay. Yeah, being gay is okay, but no, they don't need to be taught that. Certainly not as a preteen. You know it's wrong. If you're not talking about heterosexual sex, why would homosexual sex be an appropriate subject matter for a child? You're okay with that, amateur nation parents? Why? Because it's discussed slyly, sneakily, and subconsciously to your kids via cartoons or an animated Disney movie? Or because it comes from a public school teacher? Then I guess you'd be okay if I came over and talked to your three-year-old about sex then. Or a stranger, which is what teachers and the faceless corrupt Disney moguls indeed are. This is all part... Of the rationalization and acceptance of pedophiles in this country and the world. Between the child sex trafficking that runs rampant worldwide, Ukraine being one of those countries, by the way, Russia, another. Disney bombarding parents and kids with the sexualization in their child audience and the characters with their programming, now a word with two meanings in one. And things like New Jersey teaching standards requiring second graders to learn about transgenderism and gender identity. It's part of a grander plan to distract children from learning things they'll need to know in life. Things like math and science and history, finances, social skills, physical fitness, good health, reading, you know, writing, etc. And shoving this, it's a different time now. It's a new world crap that serves as a way to excuse pedophilic behavior. Pedophiles are now labeled minor attracted persons. The same way I guess murderers are population control proponents. You can relabel it, spend it, and market it however you want, amateur nation. Pro Nation will never accept it. We have a woman, well, at least we all assume she is, that couldn't tell us what a woman is now in the Supreme Court, who has had the disservice done to her by handing the job to her solely based on her sex and color of her skin, who has shown she will go easy on child predators. Meanwhile, Amateur Nation continues its short-sightedness with Hollywood singing gay, gay, gay like a bunch of four-year-olds having a temper tantrum out during the Oscars and labeling the anti-grooming bill in Florida as a don't-say-gay bill when it simply doesn't say that at all. Why is it so important for adults and adult teachers specifically to talk to children about any kind of sex? Why are you fighting for that? Why is that important to you? Most an amateur nation would reply that, well, gay people need to be more accepted. It can be hard for young people growing up feeling different or knowing that they are different. Yeah. And. So let them handle that on their own. And whether it's having sex, discovering your sexuality, finding a talent, finding a skill or a career, that's part of going through adolescence. Adolescence. And yes, even in your 20s and beyond. Not before you're a teenager, and certainly not while you're in elementary school. I've been seeing posts all over social media from Amateur Nation. I wish someone would have told me about sex or being gay or trans when I was younger. No, you don't. You know why? Because you've forgotten what it was like to be a child. That's hindsight. Sounds good on paper, being prepared. But not when you, you should be learning uh, reading, writing, math, speaking, sports, art, hobbies, and making friends. You know, being a kid. All this sudden, it's okay to talk about sex with small underage children is being perpetrated by three groups. The nameless, faceless corporate media, the Hollywood elite, and the mentally ill freak show Teachers Gone Wild who have no business being around children. One must question and interrogate the school boards and hiring boards that hired these maladjusted, perverted teachers to begin with. The level at which this message is being perpetrated tells me, rather convinces me, That there are millions of high-level people in Hollywood and politics, professional sports, and titans of industry that are implicated in child sexual abuse and trafficking. And that's just the higher-ups. Funny how Jelaine Maxwell was found guilty, yet not one name was given up from her extensive client list. And once again, just because I'm raising my baby to be gay or trans is your choice doesn't make it the right choice for everyone else. You can scream trans-slash-homophobia all you want at Pro Nation. This only tells us that you indeed have no real argument. And don't or refuse to see the scummy, pathetic, sad, perverted lifestyle you chose that you thrust upon your child. Don't confuse acceptance with I suffered teasing slash abuse as a gay slash trans person, so I'm doing my part to help. It's not. It's ascribing a tough road ahead for your innocent child. An adult can choose a career, a lifestyle, a sexuality on their own. Children can't. And for a corporation like Disney, down to a pathetic elementary school teacher to exert his or her power, and it is indeed power, over a child is scummy enough, but to do it under the guise of helping or caring is particularly evil. This is exactly how pedophiles manipulate their victims. Now I keep hearing, well, what are you so afraid of, Lou? Why are you so afraid these kids might be gay or trans? Again, you're skirting the issue. I have zero fear of children, I don't know, growing up to be whatever the hell sexuality they prefer. I mean, you're assuming that they'll grow up to be well-adjusted gay or trans or straight adults. I ask you groomers, why is it so important that you want children to know not only about sex, but all kinds of sex and specifically your personal sex and sex life so you can feel better empowered? Does that take away the sting of being teased when you were younger? Do you think you're feeling better now as a way of healing yourself at the expense of a child's impressionable brain and innocence and soul? And finally, why is it so important that you talk to children about sex, sexuality, and your sex life without the parents knowing or being there? That ups the ante even more. Trans. Man, if there ever was a word I'm sick of hearing, it's trans. I'm done with the disclaimers. The very subject is a non-subject. I know, I'm transphobic, and I'm a trans denier, and I hate all people, and I punch puppies. They have no right to exist! Yeah, that's what I said. You'll always hear what you want to hear anyway, amateurs, so just tune out. Pro-nations in charge. This is a topic unto itself because there have been so many stories where this... movement has infected almost every aspect of society. Examples? I got them. Rachel Levine. Who? You know, that unhealthy-looking trans man appointed assistant health secretary in the United States. Leah Thomas. Who? That college-age man shattering collegiate women's swim records. Sports Illustrated. Put a trans man on the annual swimsuit issue. Thanks for ruining two things for me. Justine Lindsay. The first trans cheerleader in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers. Not getting much screen time on TV, is he? Trans men caught in women's locker rooms. Trans men moved to women's prisons with almost immediate disastrous results of rape and pregnancy in female inmates. And don't forget, today is Transgender Day of Remembrance. And of course, pregnant men. Not a thing. As I said in episode 174, Amateur Nation is Delusional... Just because Photoshop can make a tree look pregnant doesn't mean it's a thing. The sun still rises in the east and sets in the west. Rain falls down, not up, and men still can't get pregnant. Like I said, here's a quote no one's ever said. Hey, congratulations, I heard your son is pregnant. Racism. Episode highlights include brown bag lunches are racist. Whoopi Goldberg, making insensitive remarks about the Holocaust while the world is reminded that her real name is Karen Elaine Johnson. Cultural appropriation much? Another race-related topic amateur nation loves to scream about. Here's a nominee for most bizarre headline of 2022. Pizza Hut pushes anti-racism training for teachers. The invention of the word Latinx. White privilege nonsense. Juneteenth nonsense, not to mention it's bad English. Jill Biden's Si, se padre. And comparing Latin people to breakfast burritos. President coloring books, if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black, crack. BLM and Antifa, a known Marxist organization. Just look at their logo, duh. They embezzled, what, $90 million? Those in power have purchased mansions in predominantly white neighborhoods. They were absolutely behind the literal burning, looting, violence, and destruction of America's biggest cities, waging war on its law-abiding citizens. And nothing was done about it because George Floyd and George Soros. And they were behind the dumbest concept in the history of Earth defunding the police because ACAB, everyone on the honor system, What could go wrong and you can't talk about racism without it bleeding into censorship cancel culture and woke crap now normally i wouldn't list the things in order of importance but for me this one leads the charts in censorship cancel culture and woke crap and that is comedy and censorship comedy is art and like all art, it's subjective, therefore immune to any censorship. Remember back in the 80s when the PMRC, the Parents Resource Music Center, led by Tipper Gore, led the push to censor heavy metal and rap music? Flash forward to now, comedy is the target. It kills critical thinking and happiness, and in the case of comedy clubs, social gathering. It's a threefer for communism. Direct TV dropping the One America News Network for misinformation. The animated M&M's and commercials get woke. Disney gives Minnie Mouse a makeover. What a slut. Social media tracking, monitoring, and fact-checking any posts about, well, anything they want. Canceling accounts, warning you, making you appeal your opinions, and facts. I've had two Instagram accounts now since my first was shut down without any explanation, podcast promo videos on YouTube taken down, and an episode of this podcast, the entire episode taken down by one of the platforms that profits from it, with no explanation. GoFundMe, suspending $9 million in donations to the Canadian Trucker Convoy. PayPal fining users, rather stealing from users, $2,500 if they spread misinformation, backpedaling, and then doing it again. If you don't see this as a way to control and take your money from your bank and that it's a precursor to a social credit system and a test to see how A, it goes over, and B, if they get caught, then you deserve to lose all your cash. Also on this censorship chopping block... Aunt Jemima, Peppa Pig, Dr. Seuss, and the Muppets—all horrible, violent, hate-filled, real contributors to the downfall of society. Coca-Cola training employees to be less white. Teams like the Washington Redskins, sorry, Commanders, the Cleveland Indians, sorry, the Guardians, and the Atlanta Braves—stay tuned—changing their team names after decades of recognizability. China knows that pro sports are an institution. And it's a win-win for them because if attendance and support for these professional sports drop, they chip away at America and the values of competition. If it doesn't, they still can market to those who will still watch Making China Richer. Make no mistake, China has their hands in all of America's pots. The short-lived and now defunct Ministry of Truth. Oreo cookies reminds you that trans people exist. Words and emojis deemed offensive with new words added almost weekly that you shouldn't be saying. Nike condemning systemic racism, yet donating money to BLM and relying on slave labor to make $200 sneakers. Disney, Apple, Nike, BlackRock, and the NBA virtue signaling about social injustice while supporting China's brutal regime and using their labor. Taco Bell pushing drag shows for teens at restaurants. Target launching Tomboy X clothing for children, including chest binders and packing underwear. How it's okay to punch up in comedy as long as it makes fun of white people, but everyone else is off limits. Dove, Axe, and other personal care brands will no longer use the word normal on its products because it makes most people feel excluded. (laughs) Calvin Klein uses a pregnant man in a print ad. And when it comes to censorship, let's never forget the biggest censored story of all time. What really happened to Jeffrey Epstein and the Epstein Island client list? The domino effect that publishing this list would have would be like a failed version of yanking the tablecloth off of a fully set table, sending shards of shrapnel spreading around the globe, encompassing Hollywood, pro sports, politics, and titans of industry, and not just with men. Grasp that. Hollywood and pro sports ruining everything. Here are some highlights. In what could have been one of the most childish displays ever, Neil Young threatened to leave Spotify because of Joe Rogan's comments about COVID and vaccines and ivermectin, and then came back soon after. Sidebar, Neil Young sold 50% of his publishing to Hypnosis Songs Fund for $150 million, which was given a billion dollars by BlackRock. BlackRock owns 7% of Pfizer. And amateurs think because Neil Young wears flannel and looks homeless, he's one of you. Not to be outdone, David Crosby demanded his music be pulled by Spotify. Except he sold his entire boring catalog and thusly doesn't control it. See what happens when you sell your soul? Here's a list. Bette Midler, Kathy Griffin, John Leguizamo, Jennifer Lawrence, George Takei, Rob Reiner, Alec Baldwin, Robert De Niro, Shonda Rhimes, Pink, Madonna, just to name a few of the more outspoken cancers in the world of entertainment. They preach from their ivory towers, immune to any of the real life strife going on in America, insulated from reality, bribed into perpetuity to fuel their commie propaganda machine. They are all much more wealthy beyond their actual talent level and abilities, spouting off in an attempt to stay relevant to audiences one-third their ages, abandoning their fan bases that got them there. Various sports anchors on ESPN. I'm looking at you in particular, Stephen A. Smith, Jamel Hill, and Jalen Rose, all of a sudden editorializing on racism, vaccines, masks, BLM, kneeling, etc. Just give us the scores and highlights, you idiot talking heads. John Cena apologizing to China profusely for calling Taiwan a country. (laughs) Bubba Wallace, liar, fraud, racist, and a poor sport, failing his way up the ladder with endorsements and coddling by NASCAR despite dwindling ratings. Greta Thunberg, a mentally ill minor with a yacht traveling the world, crossing over into Hollywood, aligning herself with the most powerful in an overly emotional, scientifically incorrect campaign to shove climate change down your throat via guilt, tears, and the concept that, look, she's a young person who's so passionate. We were told literally that entire nations would be wiped out by the year 2000 due to rising oceans. Someone get me a globe. Megan Rapinoe going on and on about equal pay for women in pro soccer despite dismal ratings and attendance and being okay with trans athletes. Isn't that a hoot? A woman who made it to the pro level of women's soccer. The international stage of soccer, in fact, is okay with men coming in and overrunning women in all sports. Sure, now that she made her money in salary and endorsements, it is on the downside of her career and on her way out. How convenient. Speaking of women in sports, Brittany Griner, who didn't want the national anthem played at her games, now in a Russian prison for nine years for drug possession. I bet you she'd pay good money to hear that national anthem now. And one of my favorite targets, Lakami James. Where to start? Kneeling for BLM, calling for violence against police, pretending to have a clue about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Lakami James could be the least intelligent adult in the highest power position I've ever seen. It wouldn't surprise me to hear that he's illiterate. Will Smith makes a Jada Pinkett of himself when he slaps Chris Rock for being funny. Or maybe he's just a big homo. Could be. Will Smith resigned from the Motion Picture Academy and then was banned from attending the Oscars for 10 years. But he keeps the Oscar. That's like saying, I quit. Good, because you're fired. Fine, but I'm keeping my pay. And former NBA star Dwayne Wade commits child abuse in allowing his 15-year-old son to change his name and gender. This just in. His ex-wife is suing Dwayne Wade to block the name change and procedure at least until he's 18. You know, she may be a divorced mom, but at least she is still looking out for her child. And by the way, Wade is working on a deal with Disney to exploit his own son's journey. The EV hoax. Ask anyone who knows me, my favorite topic to discuss just about any time or anywhere: the electric car hoax. This hoax is directly tied to the climate change hoax and the USA is the big polluter hoax. From episode 157, Go Green or Go Pro, this. I've already talked at great length about the unanswered questions about what to do and how to dispose of lithium batteries once fully drained and how there is no plan for clean disposal, the annihilation of the earth due to mining for rare earth minerals in China and now Afghanistan. No coincidence that China took that over once President Coloring Book ghosted the troops with a little preparation. And how those mines are mined using slaves, often children. How we're getting our pipelines and factories shut down, but China is building one every two weeks. Did you know China's economy grew 8% last year? And how we have very little infrastructure in regards to charging stations, which will be made using plastics and thus oil. But don't worry. China and the corrupt politicians will quarter the market on that manufacturing racket as well. Not to mention the blight of finding these time killers everywhere. Think of the money in the making of public charging stations, but also selling them to every household on the planet. I'm sure there are people who never thought there'd be one TV in every household, or multiple TVs, or one computer in every household, or multiple computers in every household. Selling a charging station to every resident on the planet that is to the remaining people allowed to live and use and consume it's a grand plan and just because you don't see it or refuse to believe it doesn't mean it's not happening but they've invented electric cars and they like it and they shame you for liking their previous invention the combustible engine so now you must like this or else you're racist China and the other powers that be that invented and marketed electric cars have realized they're not selling them fast enough in relation to all the research and development and investments in them. They won't be around in 50 to 75 years to reap the profits waiting for the world to be fully converted to electric, so they want that cash grab now, So take away what American public does have in combustible engines, make them pay out the nose for gas, which they also control, then force these sterile tracking devices upon them. They get you coming and going. It's like giving you less for your house when you go to sell it and charging you a ton for the new house, the only house you can or are allowed to buy. Limiting computer chips for your combustible engine cars, they'll eventually charge you to dispose of your lithium battery, and it won't be cheap. They simply need you to buy their electric cars simply because they invented them. And electric cars, while improving range all the time, watch for that to be tracked and in some cases limited if you don't be a good little citizen. You will be beholden to your car the same way you're beholden to your phone. Ever leave the house without your phone or misplace your phone? You lose your mind. Now your car will be a phone that you're driving. Monitoring your driving habits, speed, locations, schedules, shopping habits. Watch for in-car cameras to shoot video of you as you drive while being told it's for your safety. It's coming, unless you say no. By the way, in case you didn't notice, electric cars are not cheap. Few offer lease deals. Tax incentives? Only pays off if you keep your car for 10, 20 years. But just like a cell phone that you like that dies and won't hold a charge, even though there's nothing really wrong with it, your electric car will be past the upgrade stage and you'll be pressured into buying a new shiny one because it's blue or has lighted door handles. Oh, it's coming. Unless you say no. What? You don't think they didn't engineer the built-in obsolescence? All of a sudden, everyone's pumped about they accelerate zero to 60 in like two or three seconds. Yeah which drains the battery quickly. And you need to drive with jackrabbit starts in the city. Why? What happened to your concern for safety and good gas mileage? Did you bury your foot into the gas pedal in your combustible engine car after every red light? Amateur, please. Sure, you can get a 75% charge quickly, but not in less time than it takes to fill up your gas tank. And now you wait for the charging. You're planning your life around your car, just like your phone. Their invention is not your problem. It's not your fault that they wrote a check their butts can't cash. Them inventing electric vehicles in a false effort to save the Earth is not your problem to solve. You don't save the Earth by buying more metal and plastics. Don't forget, that's what makes up the rest of the car. And what makes metal and plastics, by the way? Oil, steel, and coal. From episode 163, entitled The Science They Are A-Changin', this... There's a bigger reason why China is withholding chips for our new cars here in America. Jacking up gas prices and shutting down pipelines are meant to do one thing and one thing only. Conserve oil and coal to power the factories that will be eventually making electric and hybrid cars and car batteries. It's simply transferring one use of coal and oil for another. But the difference is, this time with cars, they get to make a much more expensive, more controlled, more traceable and trackable mode of transportation. They can't track you and trace you in your older gas-powered vehicle. But in an electric car, they can control where you go. Since the infrastructure will not fully be in place for decades. Decades! Not to mention, they will make money from building charging stations and charges for homes and lock you into your car that needs to be upgraded once the battery is permanently dead. Just like your phone. Your old combustible engine car has the hidden benefit of... Keeping it until you run it into the ground or you can't find parts for it. Selling it independently or trading it in. It's less disposable. But again, just like your phone with the new electric and hybrid cars, you're constantly upgrading and you're locked into it. Often the same brand, just a different model. And you'll always be wanting to get the bigger, nicer, fancier, prettier model. Just like your phone. And I will continue to say this, just like your phone, your new car will have kill switches and added safety features that serve only to monitor your speech. Listen in on your conversations to thereby target what pops up on your shiny new display. Hey honey, we were just talking about getting a pizza for dinner and 20 pizza places just popped up on my screen. Good thing the car is self-driving so we can peruse the options. And again, just like your phone, you'll always be scrambling for a charger. If you can't see the cars and phones are the exact same concept, except one is driven and one is not, you're an amateur. If you want to stick it to China and the electric and hybrid tyranny, buy a gas-powered used car or a certified gas-powered used car. They can't upgrade you if you're not in their system. Yes, used car prices have gone up as well. And there's a reason for that. They're offering you top dollar for used vehicle. It's not because there are no chips for new cars. It's so you'll simply give your current car up for a new shiny electric boredom box. But you'll still have a good, reliable transportation with the initial depreciation already gone. You'll have a warranty. And you can drive it as long as you want without your every move, buying habit, and thought being tracked. Say no to electric. Put China out of business. Remember the documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? That was GM, the very company that made the EV1, and no one could buy them at the time. Only leases were available. Lots of celebs really liked them. Then GM ordered the owners to return them only to be crushed and rendered unusable. Why do you think that is? They didn't have the infrastructure for charging, for one, but mainly, they wanted to control the combustible engine market. They didn't want people to even have the option of electric cars. They wanted to keep the stranglehold on oil and gas-powered vehicles. So don't tell me the big auto manufacturers want to now save the planet. This EV and hybrid push, mostly backed by China, is because now they have reached the point where their investments in charging stations, both public and at home, and the cars themselves, need that return on their investments. Now they are merely transferring the coal and oil and gas needed to power your car to be used in the factories that make your new drivable phones. It's not hard to connect the dots. There's more money to be made in forcing people to upgrade and tracking their movements and buying habits. Bankrupt them. Don't buy an electric car that you don't need. And now it's time to play The Most Corrupt Amateurs in Amateur Nation summed up with an audio drop. Here we go. Anthony Keebler L. Fauci. Well, he's an asshole, that's what. So what? It's his age. Bill Gates. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. Joe Biden, <coughs> Kamala Harris, who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> George Soros. Well, let's go kill him. Gavin Newsom I guess you could call that a dick Barack Obama Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining Lakami James He's a complete amateur The Clintons Stop breaking the law, asshole! Amateur Nation subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday with a 60-second video preview. You can also find me on Truth Social, Lou Santini 3, on Instagram, Lou.Santini 3, and get her, at Lou Santini. Now, when we return, the six tiers of Amateur Nation, a wake-up call from episode 175, the one word that best sums up Amateur Nation the mental state of Amateur Nation and my final thoughts. Coming up. Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk, cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk, cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add Five for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more, and your shipping is free. Available at slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off No Amateurs t shirt today. From episode 157, season four Go Green or Go Pro. I listed the six tiers of amateur nation. Here they are. The first tier, these are the people calling the shots and the ultimate evil people who are simply buying control with the desire for global domination disguised as a global economy and technocracy, i.e. communism. In no particular order, George Soros, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, the Keebler L. Fauci, and Xi Jinping. Second tier, These are the amateurs controlling what you see, hear, and think in terms of news, sports, and entertainment and help fund Tier 1. Social media moguls. Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, heads of major corporations that control mainstream news media and entertainment. People like Disney, Netflix, Amazon, and the like. Also, tech and transportation bigwigs. Control communication and transportation, you pretty much run the table. The third tier. Upper-level politicians that are in power making policy. President Coloring Book, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, Supreme Court justices on the take. And yes, of course, they are bribed, paid off, and given insider trader information. This is how public servants become multimillionaires. They also fund covert military terrorist groups like the Taliban, giving them the green light to cause chaos and telling them when to back down. Meanwhile, corrupt governors like Cuomo and Newsom are waiting in the wings to take over when the others die off or are too old to keep things going. Fourth tier, mayors and council persons getting paid off to take the hits and be the whipping boys and girls while touting the rhetoric, but they're not in on all the plan's details. They are left in the dark on most things, but they're given power, More money than their positions call for, and they're reckless with the power, thinking somehow they'll move up the ranks. But they're just pawns, high-level foot soldiers. They do the dirty work. They take the hits. This is why L.A., New York, Chicago, Minneapolis, San Francisco, and other big city mayors are so hated. They're paid to ignore chaos. The fifth tier, people in positions of power, usually in education and entertainment— TV and movie studio heads, heads of production houses and networks, and in education, college professors, public school teachers and doctors, and heads of smaller companies who get to flex their muscles and throw their weight around thinking this will get them somewhere. They finally have a little power, somehow they make a little more money, and they realize their jobs were for nothing. So now they're cashing in because they can't look at themselves in the mirror. They didn't start out evil. They were just lazy and stupid and greedy with no moral compass, which is why the 4th tier and up go to them. They're easily bought and or threatened. And finally the 6th tier Everyday amateurs who yell at people for not wearing masks at the grocery store, social distancing maniacs, rioters, cancel culture media trolls, and your everyday narcs who have nothing going on in their lives, but now this gives them something to rally about and gives them a false sense of power as they finally have a sense of importance. Of the tiers, this is the most pathetic group. They will be the first to be sacrificed by the five more powerful tiers the second they show a backbone or lack of effort in supporting the cause. One might argue they're the worst because they're not even getting paid to be evil and oppressive. But be assured, they are the most racist, complacent, backstabbing, and untrustworthy of all. The other tiers think and feel conservative, drive gas guzzlers, own yachts, and private jets. This group totally drinks the Kool-Aid, going without, eating vegan, thinking the world will run out of fossil fuels within the next few days, and most importantly, want you to suffer with them because they're past the point of no return. They're the ones who would have sold you out to the Nazis during World War II. They get a pat on the head from the fellow 6 tier people and the occasional upper tier, and that's enough for them. Of course it is. They're pathetic. Amateurs need attention to live. This from episode 175. This administration wants you dead. This. Do you really think it's the board of directors at each of these companies sitting around saying, you know, our sales are good. Profits are strong. We need to start getting into the personal lives of our employees and or customers. We can disguise it as fighting for human rights on some level. No. It's China paying these corporations to do these measures and cover their financial losses when customers leave. Like in Disney's case, you need to understand the wealth and power China has. I know a million dollars seem like a lot to most people, and it is. Now think of a billion. That's a million, million. Now think of a trillion and more. China has that money, and it's coming in by the minute Thanks to electric car batteries, Apple, Microsoft, and countless, yes, countless other products being manufactured there and not here in America. Buy something from Amazon. Chances are it's made in China. China leads the planet in manufacturing and industry now. China is America in the 1980s. The difference is... It's substantially more money, and unlike America, when we ran the table, they're using their money to not better the lives of its workers and citizens, but to take over the lives and destiny of America and any other country that gets in its way. And this administration, while soon will be dead, Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, doesn't care, because they're on the take, and they're letting it happen. Now, stay with me. These are lifelong politicians, right? Corrupt politicians who think they're securing their kids' futures and the up-and-coming younger politicians, they see what being in politics for their whole lives can get you. Embezzlement, money laundering, as is the case of the Ukraine debacle, kickbacks, pedophilia, paying for riots and the destruction of our cities to further their causes, all while avoiding any kind of prosecution or prison. If you think all the riots, protests, looting, over and hyper sexualization of children, the push for abortion at every angle, the push for sex changes in children, having trans propaganda shoved down your throat at every turn, the gas shortage, the baby formula shortage, the pandemic, the vaccines, need I go on? If you think all this just happened, you're too stupid to live. Canada is paying for suicides now? That seems normal to you? That's progress. progressivism. It's kind. A government that's looking out for its people. Our government is giving out crack pipes. China, in cahoots with Bill Gates and the corrupt politicians who are being paid by China, want you dead. Period. They want less people. And they'll get it however possible. covid Untested, unsafe vaccines, whether sudden death or long-term suffering for which they'll sell you the medicine for the rest of your life. Abortions, mental health-related suicides due to sexual confusion and regretful sex changes. Mental health-related suicides due to being sequestered in social distance and masked up for over two years. Death by obesity caused by shutdowns and lack of exercise. How many of you have COVID weight or pandemic weight since you couldn't use the gym? Oh, I'm not done. More ways. More ways. They want you dead. Food shortages. Bill Gates buying America's farmland. And at the same time, suddenly food processing plants being blown up and set on fire. 75% of commercials you see on TV are for prescription drugs. You may not be old enough to remember, but there was a time when you couldn't advertise hard liquor or prescription drugs on TV. They want you drunk and drugged. Don't forget the fast food being shoved down your throat. And home delivery everything. Small business, get out of the way. The New World Order wants one airline, one grocery store, one computer company, one car company. It's not making your life easier. It's making you a hostage. They want you tracked, traced, and monitored 24-7. A very small elite group of men have determined and have seen that they can, in a very literal sense, own and buy Earth. Make no mistake, the plan is to eradicate the oldest, the unhealthiest, the poorest, and the sickest, your dead weight. They care about you as long as you do and repeat as they say. Wake up. You're being poisoned, fed, underfed, undernourished, drugged, and then told you're racist or non-essential if you don't repeat the mantra of wokeism. Your car? Deadly. Diet? Wrong. Sports Illustrated and Cosmopolitan and other magazines tell you obesity is now healthy. Men can get pregnant. Children are born racist. Children are sexual. And now it's okay for adults to be attracted to minors. This U.S. government, China, and Bill Gates want you fat, drugged, numb, dumb, and dead. Yeah, this is a long episode. And sadly, despite dozens of hours, and I do mean dozens of hours, working on this episode, trying to encapsulate and highlight the biggest topics of Season 4 up to Episode 200, I haven't even scratched the surface. This surge of Amateur Nation started about 5 to 10 years before my book came out in 2019, but we pros know it was jump-started and fueled during the pandemic of 2020. So after hearing all those topics that we covered in Season 4 up to this episode, were you able to guess the word that best sums up Amateur Nation? Did you guess? Entitled? Lazy? Stupid? Emotional? Yes, amateur nation is all those things, but if I had to pick one word that sums up everything amateur nation is about, that word would be control. Control of your body and mind via masks and vaccines and the arbitrary, illegal, unconstitutional mandates therein, incentivizing abortions in an effort to keep you working and don't forget propaganda via the very idea of Of things like pregnant men and the corresponding emojis that normalize that delusion. BLM. Racism found in everything. It's healthy to be fat. Racism is in everything, including math. (coughs) Control over where you go and when via invasive tracking and tracing and always listening technology. And don't forget shutdowns and stay inside orders. (coughs) Control over how you go and your movement via excessive gas prices and the making America energy dependent on foreign countries and trying to force you into buying electric cars. (laughs) Control over the news you see and hear via censorship, and more importantly, the spin put on the news via news anchors who are more about being inflammatory and editorializing the news, often in the headline, before you've even heard the story, then telling you how to think and feel after the information is given. (laughs) Control over your words and thoughts and what you see and hear via censorship on social media and distracting you with stories about trans crap, a war in Ukraine of which America has no business being involved, and the latest little box you're supposed to change on your Facebook profile to show your support of the next thing. (laughs) Control over your spending via digital banking and tracking in your phones and new cars and the systematic destruction of American small business and or assigning a social credit score and thus determining if and how much of your money to which you have access. (coughs) Control over the Republic of the United States of America via election fraud. (coughs) And finally, one last point about control. It's all under the umbrella of communism. This doesn't happen without an overall evil powerful, well-funded, governmental concept. And finally, I'd like to close by talking about the mental state of Amateur Nation. To quote myself from episode 181, "Oh no, celebrities hate America." This. Have you noticed everything Amateur Nation is fighting for involves a lack of accountability or effort? I don't want this baby. I don't want to work. I want a higher minimum wage. I want free college. I want free health care. I want a job based on my skin color or sexuality. I want others to celebrate me being mean. I want others to curtail their words for me and my feelings. Adjust to me. Some adjectives I'd use and have often used in this show, but they bear repeating. Amateurs are out of shape. Vain. Self-righteous. Stupid. Hypocritical. Self-loathing. Unfulfilled. Entitled, easily influenced, overly and easily emotional, deceitful, ignorant, complacent, lazy, needy, weak, victim, hate-filled, violent, dishonest, mentally ill. Maybe Darwin was right. Nature really does weed out the nimrods. God, I hope so. Amateurs ignore facts and statistics about... Racism. Crime. Capitalism. Socialism. Communism. Abortion. The family unit. Depression. Homelessness. Mental illness. Sexuality. Genders. Gun crime and gun laws. COVID. Vaccines. Picking and choosing things off. Mainstream media only. No opposing views allowed. Unable to recognize or worse. Unwilling to recognize when they're clearly being pandered to. Lied to and gaslighted. Feelings. They're so much easier to control than facts. They bask in easy-to-memorize cliches and bumper-sticker spirituality. You do you. Live my truth. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Because anything more than three words is too hard to memorize and regurgitate. They want fame and money with as little work as possible, claiming it's the American way when in fact backbreaking, innovative, risk-taking hard work always was and is the American way. And when they talk out of the other side of their mouths, it's all anti-America rhetoric anyway. They betray themselves because they know they don't believe their own words. I'm picturing my L.A. associates and some friends who I know are or were good people, but their amateur behavior of denial and covering their eyes and ears speaks volumes as to their complacency and lack of character. They'd rather look virtuous and cash a check than be honorable. Honorable. Daily, they betray and sell out their values that they were brought up with, mocking the very people, their parents, who gave them the opportunity, whether financial backing or verbal or emotional encouragement, to pursue something all the way in sunny California. Betraying oneself and what you know is common sense and logic is the highest form of self-loathing and lack of depth. Amateurs think that they're strong and pioneers of a new era, When in reality, they are and have been part of or actually are the problem in America for decades. They have been the problem with the past and current era. They reveal themselves on social media frequently and in their everyday lives and in their votes. As the unrighteous, without us pros, having to do any detective work. They've been in hiding for a long time. I know because I didn't see them but no longer. Now they're hiding, speaking and acting out in plain sight. Once again, here's the movie clip from the 1980s raunchy adult comedy Bachelor Party that sums up the qualities of amateur nation perfectly. I think you're an asshole. No, no, let me correct that. An immature asshole. You're a slob. You dress like a bum. Second, you're unmotivated. You have no self-esteem, no thought about the future. You're inconsiderate. You're insensitive. You're insincere. And you're irresponsible. A show-off. You're vulgar. You're inappropriate. You're unrefined. You're obnoxious. Prior to Amateur Nation's reign of terror, Pro Nation knew what a woman was. Pro Nation knew how germs traveled. Pro Nation knew how to look after our own health. Pro Nation knew what real science was. We knew when we were being scammed, lied to, defrauded, oppressed, gaslighted, and controlled unwillingly and unconstitutionally. We knew the difference between the government looking out for us and the government controlling us. We knew not to sign anything before jamming a needle into our bodies. We knew that electric cars aren't even close to being a viable, marketable mode of everyday transportation. We knew who really committed the riots and the looting during the summer of 2021, and who wasn't. We knew what a good teacher looked like and sounded like. We knew what was racist and what wasn't. We knew the difference between a man and a woman, a boy and a girl. We knew the difference between acceptance and pandering. We knew what a peaceful protest was. We knew communism when we saw it, and we still do. I remember a fortune in a fortune cookie. A different world cannot be built by indifferent people. I agree. For all the amateurs who throw their hands up at the state of the world and say, oh, well, what can you do? You have been and are the fucking problem. I admire your honesty. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and fuck my sister. And that is a mic drop. 200 episodes and counting, and Season 5 on the horizon. Text or email one friend about this show if you liked it. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. If I read your email to me on the air, you get a free No Amateurs t-shirt. My email is lou at lou santini.com. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. On Truth Social, it's lou santini3, lou.santini3 on Instagram, at lou santini on getter. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. It's not too late. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. Oh, dude, meeting's over.